Hello, and welcome to Exposure Therapy. I'm your host, Sarah Minkler, and this is the show where I do things that scare me once a week and document them as honestly as possible. Last week, I was feeling all mushy, gushy, cryy, lovey-dovey, just overwhelmed with emotion from Pujols hitting 700 home runs, my bachelorette party, you know, life. (laughs) And if I'm being honest, all of that like extra happiness faded relatively quickly, which just sucks. You know, I think evolution, science, survival-wise, it's probably a great thing having a balanced emotional landscape, you know, kind of always coming back to that middle level. And for bad emotions, it's wonderful. You know, you don't have to stay down low too long. But it sucks so bad that we can't ride those highs a little higher for a little longer. Like, you know, it's just like how you wait in line for a roller coaster for two hours and it lasts 30 freaking seconds. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? And of course I can remain in a good mood. I'm just not at that same, like, just so happy. <laughs> but I am trying to keep the grateful attitude that I was preaching. And so I looked back at my week and two really lucky, cool things happened to me that I wanted to tell you about. First, Caitlin and I signed up for a pickleball mixer, which was basically us, I think to 16 total people. And it was for level novice to level three. What does level three mean? I really couldn't tell you, but in pickleball, there's like a scale from, I guess, one to five, but no one ever talks about the ones. Sometimes you hear about level two, but mostly three, 3.5, four, et cetera. Yeah, so I, I guess level three is like average. And But there was a wide mix of people from novice to three. I mean, there was a guy who literally could not hit the ball. He just kind of stood there. And then there was someone else who'd been playing for over a year and doing some quick little snappy serves. Um, so it was it was a fun variety of people. Sometimes I lost, sometimes we won. It, it was a great time. I got called out a few times for being the ass that hit the ball right down the middle, um, which people tend to hate, I guess. <laughs> but the good news from all of this is that Caitlin and I found two women about our age to play doubles with on a regular basis. We're going to try to play hopefully this coming Thursday. And, you know, maybe we will be friends. Maybe we'll develop a, a pickleball club of sorts. So I'm very excited about that. They seem fun and about the same level as us. So it should be a lot of a lot of good play time. The second thing... <laughs> Caitlin totally tricked me last week. So she has the worst allergies and she forgot to take her allergy medicine in the morning. And so she was full of, I don't even know, I don't have allergies, but it sounds horrible. And so she asked me if there's any way I could bring her allergy medicine to her work and we could get lunch together. It'll be a nice little afternoon getaway. And right as I get in my car, ready to leave, all dressed, she's like, don't hate me, um, but my boss and his wife are coming to join us. <laughs> and 
And at that point, I'm like, crap, I can't get out of this. I started thinking of, oh, I have a last minute work call or, oh, no, my car won't start. You know, just ridiculous uh, excuses. But I knew that it I should go. I really wanted to get to know her boss a lot more. And so I was stressing the whole way there. I honestly thought about making like a last minute episode of the podcast on the spot, like just recording my thoughts the whole <laughs> the whole uh, drive down there. Instead, I just FaceTimed my mom and uh, stressed to her. But when we got there, it actually went really well. Caitlin and her boss had to leave for a meeting. And so they stayed, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes. But after I stayed an additional hour with his wife and we talked you know, back and forth about work and all kinds of stuff. And I may have gotten a new client, people. Knock on wood. I'm not counting my eggs and hens and chicks, but things are looking good. And so right now, with those two events this week, my luck surface area is looking pretty spherical right now, which is the shape with the largest surface area to volume ratio BT depths. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, like I mentioned last week, we went to Austin this weekend for a wedding for a friend of mine from high school. This was a friend. Uh, we were very close starting like sophomore year, played a lot of soccer together. And I'm very excited to go to her wedding, but I think there are kind of two exposure therapies this week to discuss. So the first is just I have some anxiety about this trip, if I'm going to be honest. The friend getting married, I haven't talked to her in forever. The last time we FaceTimed was probably more than two years ago, and we haven't seen each other in person for a long time. And so I feel really weird that I just don't know as much about her life. I just, I think, you know, when you have friends so close like that, you just always think you're going to do a better job of keeping up. And I feel, I guess now that her wedding is coming up and I realize I don't know as much about her life. I, I feel kind of guilty and just anxious. And there's another friend that's going who we are going to attend the wedding together, staying at the same hotel. I haven't seen her in forever. We've talked a little bit more recently, but I don't know. I feel extra nervous. We were super close, but then we had the kind of this weird fight in high school because I got jealous as stupid teenage girls do. And so I don't know. I just, I think I'm worried that it's like when you haven't put on a pair of clothes in a while and you're like, are these jeans still going to fit me? Is this dress still going to look the same way it did a few years back? Will they like me anymore? Will things be awkward, weird? Will they feel different? And I guess it's okay if things are weird or feel different. Like, I, I think they're probably supposed to feel a little different. But I think the reason that freaks me out is because it's a reminder that time is passing. <laughs> we're older. We're not teenagers anymore. I'm closer to 30. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's just my least favorite thing in the entire universe, aging and and time passing. And I know I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago. I know that. That's not, I'm not saying I'm not, but I hope that my core is the same. Like the, the, the main things that make me me or that made my friends be friends with me back then are the same. 
I feel like it is, but I don't think that we are always our best judge. (laughs) Uh, In fact, I think that's been proven. A lot of people think they're above average when they're not. But I just hope that the genes fit and that we have a good time together just like we used to. The second exposure therapy is a little more off the wall. (laughs) Caitlin and I are going to be doing some indoor skydiving. We really want to go real skydiving at some point. I'm still a wee bit too heavy for that. And so uh, we saw that Austin had one of those indoor skydiving places and we're going to test it out. Actually, when we were thinking of things to do for the podcast, Caitlin was like, let's go bungee jumping. And my heart just dropped. (laughs) Luckily, when I Googled bungee jumping in Austin, I didn't see any results. So thank God I'm not ready for that. But for indoor skydiving, I'm not deathly afraid, but I'm nervous. Physical activities kind of always freak me out. I always think worst worst case scenario. I'm always afraid that I won't be able to do them. And I'm especially nervous when people are watching, which our friends will be watching us. So that's scary. And my worst nightmare is that I'm just going to flop around like a heavy deflated balloon. I'm not going to make it up in the air. Like for some reason, the wind won't be powerful enough or (laughs) I won't have enough balance or self-control and I'll just crash a lot. I think it'll be fun. I'll record my thoughts pre and post indoor skydive per usual. I probably won't record my in-the-moment thoughts about how my friendships are going because that would be really awkward. I'll just have to digest that later. Let's see how this trip goes. We're walking up to the fly deck. I'm starting to panic. (laughs) Our friends are going to watch us and make a lot of fun of us. My fear is that I'm going to flop around and not actually get off the ground. (laughs) We'll see if that happens. How are you feeling? I feel good. I'm excited. You're not scared at all? Uh, I think they're trained professionals, so we're going to be fine. Okay, but what if you embarrass yourself? Uh, It's possible, but I never have to see them again. Okay, but what if you can't get off the ground? Um, That would be sad, and I'll probably cry. What if you fly too high, like Icarus, and hit the sun? Um, also probably cry. <laughs> um, this guy, who I think is our instructor, is wearing a very, very tight suit. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my God. He just went over the... Oh, my... Um, uh, <laughs> he looks like a superhero right now, and I'm really afraid of him, but also in awe. But he really needs a less tight suit, I think. Okay, goodbye. Okay, I'm not trying to be rude, but this doesn't look hard, but that makes it almost worse because if I fail, then I just said it looked easy. So, um, but yeah, right. Currently, it looks easy. <laughs> we'll see if it actually is. Um, okay, so he, the whole time we were learning, he was just staring at me. I think he knows I'm the weak link of the group. Um, also, <laughs> also, there are children here, and... Um, I, this is, uh, I'm getting more scared. Also, I just think I'm going to die. Okay, we did the I fly. We survived. (laughs) Caitlin, apparently, what did you feel? I really didn't think it was too scary at all. Like, I really trusted our instructor. It was very fun. It was quick. Her and Hank had a connection. 
<laughs> we did not have a connection. <laughs> okay, but I will tell you the suits were way tighter than they look on the ads. Yeah, the Caitlin had to zip me in and it was so tight I couldn't bend my legs. So actually, which is good, you need to have your legs kind of straight for the flying. So that mm-hmm. helped me, but I couldn't sit comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a good introduction if we're ready to take the full jump skydiving. I almost ran into the side of the edge. He, like, let me go by myself for a little bit, and I went straight towards the edge. And also, um, my mouth was open the entire time. I don't know why, but wind just kept going up. And at one point, my nose snotted, and then it got kind of in my eye. I had a spit situation, too, so (laughs) it must just be the wind. (laughs) Also, the hardest part was getting out of the wind tunnel. Like, you have to, like, try to grab the door and pull yourself out and... Yeah, he basically just had to shove me through the hole. Every time Sarah would get out, she'd be, like, shaking her head and kind of (laughs) flustered from that whole process. (laughs) And our friends were watching us and taking videos, and they just said that, like, I just looked very stressed the entire entire time. And my mouth was wide open, which I thought was normal, but Caitlin's apparently was closed. Well, at first it was closed, but then I think I was just, like, not looking like I was having... I was having fun, but I was just very focused, so then I started smiling because, you know... I didn't want to seem like I wasn't having... I was having fun. I was yeah, just very have RBF. Focused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very important not to have RBF. And then he tried selling us a whole bunch of stuff. He said that he has been skydiving 4,000 times. Can you imagine? But I don't did. think I've ever done anything 4,000 times. Yeah, I don't know. But he did say that there was a great skydiving program in St. Louis. And KC, actually. So, either one. We can get it on the pod. We got a good little intro and it went well we didn't flop around that was like, i didn't flop i was actually off the ground yeah and he let go of sarah for a little bit like he let go of you for a lot of it <laughs> she's proud she just I did a little proud. she did a little look i think it's all that orange theory we have core stability now <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> oh okay gotta go bye Sorry, my friend surprised us while we were rec- recording our thoughts after the skydive, and that made me very embarrassed. <laughs> but what a weekend! We had so many good tacos and laughs and love and tears, and indoor skydiving was a real highlight. I truly think I received my karma for making fun of the instructor's suit because I swear my suit was so <laughs> tight. My suit was so tight it made his look baggy. Uh, And I have been avoiding looking at pictures, (laughs) but it was a wonderful experience. And I can't imagine doing it in the sky. Like, it probably feels so amazing. And it has to last longer than two minutes, which is how long the, like, wind tunnel indoor skydiving lasted. Yeah, you heard me. Two minutes, two flights. Um, So it was a very, very short experience, but it really left me wanting more. And honestly, I don't think I'm that afraid of skydiving. I think the part of skydiving that scares me the most is the actual like airplane because I don't know, I feel like those tiny skydiving airplanes crash so much more often than regular airplanes. Plus when you typically go skydiving for the first time, you're with like an expert, which makes me feel good. They can force me to jump out of the plane and I don't have to go by myself. So that's that's why I don't think I'm too, too scared. But I'm sure when I'm actually staring out at the sky, um, I'll probably throw up. Anyway, 
In terms of the friendships of the trip, I also couldn't be more pleased with how the weekend went. I was thinking about what was making me so nervous a little bit more. And I think the reason I was so worried is that your last interaction has such a big impact on how you feel about overall experience. And I've heard that they've done studies about dental experiences. And if you end like a dental surgery with a slightly less painful mouth pain, (laughs) you leave feeling so much better than if you had a really short mouth surgery, but the last part of it was really painful. Something like that might be a Sarah fact, but I'm pretty sure I've heard it. It's probably why they hand out stickers after you leave the doctor as a kid. And I did have an experience once where I visited a friend in college and it felt so different. Like he wasn't as kind or as inclusive or, or similar as how I remembered him. And and he really, he honestly could have just have been having a bad week or a busy week or maybe I was feeling stressed or whatever. But because of that last experience, it's like the taste that's left over in my mouth when I think about that relationship. And because of that, I haven't been super eager to to reconnect with him. And I just don't want that to be the case with this trip. I just, I didn't want that to happen. Because I know, I knew that I wouldn't see these friends for a while. But it it was so fun. I mean, we really, we laughed so much and we celebrated our friend's marriage. We explored Austin. And I, rather than feeling worse about the relationships, I actually left feeling a lot stronger about those relationships than I did coming in, which was a really nice feeling. And things were different. We had different partners, jobs, family. We live in different states. But whatever that similar humor or communication between us that connected us in the first place, it still clicked. We made each other laugh and we enjoyed each other's company, which is really all that matters. And another thing that was nice about the trip is that I got to read a book, (laughs) which I have been reading a little bit more. Like I mentioned last episode, I'm really, I love like comedian memoirs. And I've noticed a trend among people I read about or things or media that in general that I've been consuming a lot of. And it's a lot of it revolves around people with obsessions. I mean, we have Hank, our skydiving instructor who has done over 4,000 skydives. There's the hit show about Jeffrey Dahmer, who obviously had a weird obsession. Judd Apatow is uh, a direct, a comedy director. He's hilarious. He does stand-up comedy. He does a whole bunch of things. He made the movie Bridesmaids, Freaks and Geeks, the show, which is amazing. And he even made the new movie Bros, which we just saw and I recommend. But I'm reading his book called Sick in the Head, and he talks about how comedy was his obsession from a young, young age. And when he was 14, he had a radio show at his high school, and he kind of used it to trick comedians into interviewing with him. He would reach out to comedian managers and be like, hey, I'm a radio host, and I'd love to interview your comedian. 
and they didn't realize he was like a high school kid. <laughs> and it's it's just interesting because 14 years old, I I don't know what I was doing, but I don't think I had an obsession at the time. But I noticed that so many people that, you know, are kind of heroes or, or whatnot or that we make shows about have obsessions. I mean, Justin Bieber, for instance, like was singing when he was a little kid and posting tons of videos on YouTube and singing on the streets. And Bill Gates was completely obsessed with computers growing up. And, you know, there's movies about teachers obsessed with impacting kids' lives. Like just, I don't know that I've ever wanted to learn the ins and outs or dedicate so much of my life to something that I'm willing to give up other things. And I'm not sure if that makes sense, but if you think about Hank, and he's going skydiving 4,000 times, like he has to be giving up other things. He has to be giving up time with friends or family or maybe time to work on his homework in college or or time, you know, making money or, or anything really like you, you just, your time is finite. And so an obsession kind of by definition takes up a large chunk of it. And it has to be great enough. Your obsession has to be great enough that you are okay dedicating so much of your time. And that therefore means that you have to enjoy the journey. You know, Judd truly, like, yes, he, I'm sure he loves winning awards for his comedy movies, but he truly enjoys hanging out with comedians and making jokes and writing movies. It's not just about the destination. I don't think Hank was skydiving 4,000 times just to say that he's skydived 4,000 times. I think he skydived 4,000 times because he really likes to skydive. And with that, just passion or dedication to something, you start to lose the ca- like the care of what other people think. Again, I met Hank for like 20 minutes, but his family, I mean, maybe unless they're all skydivers, but I'd have to assume that his family probably thought he was crazy for spending so much time skydiving. But now it's his job. It's what he does. He gets to fly around like Superman in a wind tunnel all day. And I just want to know what it feels like to be so sure about something and to not doubt yourself. The confidence that you are doing the right thing for you. I have a hard time imagining because I spend so much time doubting. (laughs) And I don't know if if I would call this exploration of the world and pursuit to try new things and understand my feelings on this podcast as an obsession. I probably would not call it that at all. But it is a journey that I'm enjoying. And I think it's a good place to start to try to build up that confidence and, and start losing some of that doubt. And maybe it will turn into an obsession or maybe I'll discover something that just completely changes my life. But in the meantime, I'll just 
keep trying new things and trying to understand why I feel the way I do. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. If you are in Austin, Texas and seeing Exposure Therapy sticker on South Congress, please scan the QR code. Seriously, no one has scanned them and I'm starting to think it was a big waste of money and time, but uh, if you scan them, I get a little notification and that would make me happy. And as always, send in your thoughts to ExposureTherapyPod.com. You can also sign up for the weekly newsletter. And of course, go out there and get exposed. Thank you.